The following presentation was recorded live at the River Worship Center in Warsaw, Indiana. We now join the message already in progress. But, do you know something? No matter the imagination or thoughts that enter into the heart of men, God knows their end from their beginning. If you're here today in 2020, if you're here today and you've, God has brought you this far, then he chose you because he chose you to do a work in you in 2020 that some others couldn't have. Right? Now, we have talked in the past. We have talked about in the past how the Apostle Paul really couldn't minister today. I mean, the first time he just told it like it was, most of the church would be gone. You know, you just can't, you just can't get into somebody's face and say, you know, repent, you sinners. You know, that, was, that generation is, is moved past now. Now you've got to show them through the word of God that God is good. Isn't it amazing? People are, are fickle at best, but we become comfortable in our domiciles. We become fickle. We become comfortable like a frog in a boiling pot of water. As long as the water temperature comes up gradually, it's cool. But when it gets the time that we should jump out, we can't jump out. Well, we've been in this too long. Surely to goodness we're not, we're not wrong. Surely to goodness we haven't did what, 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 what Solomon said in Proverbs, that there was a, there's a way that seems right, but the end is death. Surely we haven't followed that path. And so what happens is pride will come in behind us and lock us in, and it will prevent us from changing. Even though change, even though Jesus is saying, I want you to come over here, we're like, mm-mm, I'm, I'm, you know. How many, how many ever heard the, um, my grandpa used to, used to preach all the time, and, and he said that when man gets set in his ways, you ever heard about that, being set in your ways, set in a habit, you get set in your ways? When you get set in your ways, yeah, we used to, we used to live up in Napanee when we first, when we first got married, we, you know, the recession hit, you know, there's been recessions before, back in the 80s, Wabash, right out of high school, thinking we're going to go to Chrysler and then 30 years later retire and go to Florida? Well, that worked out real good. The recession hit. Had to, had to, come, up, had to come up here. Had to move to, to this far country, away from, you know, 38 miles from Wabash. And then we moved to Napanee on top of that. We didn't know anybody up there, and we didn't even speak Dutch. Like their noodles pretty good, but we didn't speak Dutch. Man, we were strangers. We were sojourners. But God had a plan. If the recession hadn't hit back then, I'd still be, I'd still be preaching in the Baptist church down there. And where would we be? Maybe. God knows. 
Do you realize that God has used 2020 to reposition us? To reposition us for a time that's coming just around the corner that we would have never thought possible in 2019. Oh, we talked about it, but they were words. You know, we talked about the end time, but they were words. How many of us today can literally physically begin to see with our natural eyes that in the last days, perilous times will come? Right? Oh, as we enter this Christmas season, the typical messages that the churches will be, will be presenting on this day, if, if they're following the same Christmas calendar as everyone else's, we're going to talk about hope. Given this year, who needs hope? Right? Our hope tank is running a little bit low. Right? And words can oftentimes become platitudes, can't they? And when I was praying and studying over this, the Lord asked me if I would ask you, Has my word become cliche? Has my word become an ancient fable? Or is my word still powerful? Is it still sharp as a two-edged sword? Is it still able to divide even the bone and the marrow? And the Lord would speak to you today from his word. Amen. If at any given time we needed to hear from the word of the Lord and to hear from the Lord himself. Remember what John, John 1, 1 says. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. When you're hearing the word of God, you are hearing God. Check it out. It's in your Bible. When we read the word of God, we're hearing from God. I talked with a, a fellow the other day. Oh, that I, and he was reciting the thing from Job. Oh, if I only knew where I might find God. Oh, if I only knew where he is. Oh, if I could just ask him a question. And I'm thinking, hello? I want to do that. You remember that movie? Hello, McFly? Hey! I wanted to, but I didn't. Sometimes, now, now, now guys, I'm, I'm going I'm to talk right to the guys, ladies, no looking around, faces straightforward. Guys, I'm going to confess for all of us, right? Ladies, you look right here. Don't, don't look around. I'm not embarrassing the guys. We overthink things. Sure we do. Don't lie. Cast, I'll cast that lying devil out of you. We overthink things. We can't let things go. We can't. We, we want to, we get a thought or somebody says something, you know, my, you know what Vanessa has to do to, to get me going down the, the, you know, and I go to work, she goes, are you really going to wear that? At lunch, at work, I'm looking at, what the heck's wrong with my shirt? Why is she asking me if I'm going to wear that? You know? And it's not like I got two plaids going. Not like I'm doing the socks and sandals thing. Guys, we overthink things, don't we? Do you realize that Jesus made, when he, when he took a child and he set him on his lap and he said, suffer or do all within your power to allow the little children to come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. 
Do you know what that means, guys? That means that if it's in here, you can take it to the bank of eternity. You say, well, I don't understand everything. <laughs> you, know, you know what? I love how people want to get all, all theoretical and theological all at the same time. I don't understand. I don't understand the, the, the propitiation of my sins. I don't understand how the blood of one man can save the whole world. Most of you don't understand the, the first law of thermodynamics either. But they work. And the second law of thermodynamics. Most of us can't, most of us can't understand how a, how a tungsten filament burns in a light without being burned up, yet provides light and heat at the same time. Most of our clocks are still running an hour ahead. But we've got to understand what God, what thus says the Lord. You want me to give it to you real simple? I'll give it to you now. Now, I've got two, we've got two points we're going to make. One we're not going to get to today. I already know. I already know. We're not going to get to the, we're not going to get to the deniers part today. But today I'm going to talk to you about defiers and deniers. Deniers is going to be Wednesday night, so I'm already, I'm already know that I'll never get to there. Um, and, and so I just acquiesced to uh, resign myself to Wednesday night. If you can't be here in person, get on the broadcast and you're going to hear about the deniers. It's very important because there are people who are denying Christ while claiming to be in the body of Christ. And as my aunt used to say, that's naughty. Don't be naughty. All right. Okay. Oh, while we all know that our hope is in Jesus, amen? If I were to ask, you know, for a show of hands or an applause, if your hope is in Jesus, everybody clap, and everybody would because that we're, we're conditioned to that response. All my hope is in Jesus. And that sounds good, but that's a car up on the lift. That's a car with a bad wheel bearing. That's a car with, you know, a flat tire. And, 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 and one time my buddy used to tell me, well, it's only flat on one side. All of our hope is in Jesus. And this brings comfort to a small segment, quote unquote, of believers. Because memorized words bring very little comfort in such times as these. Memorized words, memorized phrases. I was dealing with a, a, dealing with a, a friend of mine the other day. And, well, I just don't understand how Grandma and Grandpa did it. Well, one, they did it without Google. Do you realize that we're in an overflux and, and an, over, an overload of information? And when you do a Google search, you know, uh, uh, probably 999 out of 1,000 things that you receive are false information. We're in a glut. I just don't understand how Grandma and Grandpa got through without, without ReadyMed and without MedStat and without, and without you know, the ER. I think the first time I ever went to the ER was after Vanessa and I were married in, in 81. 
One time, and I've told this story before, so if you've heard it, just kind of bear with me. I mean, one time we were playing football in the side yard, and, and, and we were at the, at the neighbor's house, and, and, he, and he fancied himself to be a, you know, a, a, an alcohol connoisseur, and there were broken whiskey bottles in the, in the backyard where we were playing, and I caught the ball, and I was running, and a guy tackled me, and I put my hand out and went right through there. You could look in there and you could see, wow, there's white stuff. And hey, I think that's a bone. It's a little bit gray. You know, my mama, my mama life flighted me to Parkview. Oh, wait, Parkview wasn't there yet. And neither was life flight. They grabbed it, cleaned it out, which burnt like the Dickens. But that was the good part. Put methylate on it. You talk about you talk about wishing you could go to the doctor. <laughs> My grandma had this this stuff. I, to this day, I, I only refer to it as bear grease. I don't know what it was. Slapped some of that on there. I think it was like a triple by antibiotic, and wrapped it, wrapped it up, prayed for it, prayed for it. called the church prayer line and back then we had a party line and other churches was listening in if I'm lying I'm dying you can barely see the scar oh and check this out it works today we would have went to we would have had to go to the ER or ready med and they would have they would have isolated it they would have looked at it they would have said oh oh my goodness you're going to have to you know we're going to have to talk, talk to mama about cutting that thing off and it's like no you can't cut that thing off i might need it well you got nine you got nine others right they got along by trusting in the word of the lord they got along by believing that when they, when they prayed, their, hair, their prayers reached heaven and heaven came back and answered. Amen? That's how we're standing here today. That's how we're standing. That's how we're here today. We are built layer upon layer, on precept upon precept. We talked about this Wednesday night. We are built upon a foundation that was started by the apostles and the elders, and, and now we're laying our foundation. And we're up to our part. What is our part going to be in the body of Christ? You have a responsibility and we're going to give an account, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to give an account for our work. When we stand before heaven and before God in heaven, he's going to come to us and he's going to, he's going to be like the, the master that gave one of, one of his workers ten denarii, one five and the, other, and the other one. He's going to say, when he comes, he's expecting a return. What are you going to give him when he comes back? The ten said, Lord, you know, Master, here, here are the ten that you've, do. plus, I went and I, and I, and I spent and I, and I invested, and here are ten more. The one that gave five, you know, Master, I, I knew you were a hard man, but look, when you were away, I went and I put it to the, I put it to the exchange, <coughs> and check this out, here, here are five more. And then to the one, the one that had one, he said, you know, I didn't have much. You only gave me one. And I knew you were a hard man, and I knew there was a judgment coming. So I took and I buried your coin. I buried your mina. He said, but look, here you go. Here's what was yours. 
you know, to the one that had ten, he said, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of my salvation, enter into the joy of your Lord. To the one that had five and made ten, he said, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy. But to the one who took his talent and buried it, stymied it, squashed it, he says, you're a wicked and evil servant. He said, take what he has and give it to the one that has ten. Because if you can't be faithful over a little, you can't be trusted with much. See, that's the difference in 2020 and 1970. And if you go back even further to where people's faith was on fire for God. Amen? 2020 has been a very, very difficult year to say the least. But it has also been a revealing year. From my personal interactions and my personal perspective, I've seen two camps come out of this year. And they are the defiers and the deniers. The defiers are those that say, I don't care what the government says to me. I will not stop. I will not bow my knee to Caesar. I'm going to continue to worship my king, Jesus, my king. They defy the world. I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying that we don't believe that the virus, the the man-made virus, we don't believe that that was a fake thing. It's not. It was unleashed on us on purpose. And when it is all said and done, when we stand in heaven, we are going to see those people who unleash this terrible virus on us and on the world for a political and financial gain. Just know that that's the truth. You're going to see it when we stand before God. We are in the defiers. We understand that there is a point at a time, once appointed a time for a man to die. Not two times, not three times, not ten times. It's once appointed and God knows my date. My dad always, my dad, God bless him, even to this day. He said, God knows where I am when it's my time. Now, I'm not going looking for my time. I'm not going out and doing, going to, trying to hasten the time. But when it's my day, me and, me and the Lord have an appointment. May I be so brash as to say, when it's your day, you and the Lord have an appointment. Now, as a defier, I want to go out defying that, that nothing's going to happen to me today that the Lord hasn't already seen and permitted to come into my life. If God brought you to it, he'll see you through it. Have we forgot that? Or did we never get that? You see, a lot of times when, we're, when, when, when the, the, we went through this thing in, in the 80s and 90s, we went through this thing where if you love the Lord, by, you, know, you, you know, it's like playing a country record backwards. You get your old truck back, you get your old dog back, you know, you get that fish that got away, you get your, get your old girlfriend back, you get everything back. And, and that's, not, that's not God, that's country music. You know what God has promised the believer today? 
in this world you will have tribulation. Jesus said, don't, don't, don't marvel if they hate you. They hated me. He said, the world can't love you because you're not of the world. But you know what else he promised? That if you believe in him, you will have life and you'll have life abundantly. When I'm talking to the people that I'm talking to, in the two camps, when I talk to the deniers, well, I don't want to do anything that might shorten my life. Really? You really think that you're going to show up in heaven and the Lord's going to say, what are you doing here? No, you know, the, only, the only rational explanation I could come up with that is that you, know, you might be on a plane and it's the pilot's time. You know, you get on a plane, I, I don't really like flying, but I, I do, you know, if I have to. You get on a plane and, 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 and you're sitting there and the next thing you know, the pilot, you know, conks out or whatever it is time. And we're all standing at the gate, you know, as it were, you know, and, and, and whoever, Peter, I'll say Peter, going down the list. What are you doing here? I don't know. I was with him. Nobody stands before Jesus unexpected. Now, the question is, have you RSVP'd? All right, the question is, have you RSVP'd? All right, <laughs> I'm only, uh, today I'm only going to address believers, okay? I only want to, in 2020, what we've seen has been a year of revelation, revealing. And I'm not talking about revealing the Antichrist. I'm not talking about revealing. The, I'm talking about revealing, and we're going to talk about it a, a little bit here, revealing those who really, truly love the Lord with their whole heart and those who said they loved the Lord but their hearts were far from it. Is that okay? You say, how's this going to be a Christmas message? Oh, just wait. I'll, I'll put a real nice ribbon on it come Wednesday night. Now, again, if you're going to miss Wednesday, make sure you get in there because you want to hear the finish of this, okay? All right. Go with me to Matthew chapter 6. And I'm going to begin reading in, in, in verse number 16. Let me know when you're there. And we're looking at the defiers. Defiers. Beginning in verse number 16, I'm reading out of the New King James. It might read just a, a little differently than if you're reading the King James or NIV. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. Hmm. Is it possible that there are people that want to look more pious on the outside than they are on the inside? Is that what Jesus is saying here? Hmm. And also, what did Jesus say? Moreover, above and beyond, if you fast, what? You mean there's still a call for prayer and fasting in, in, in the body of Christ today? Amen. Jesus said it. Take it to the bank. 
Moreover, when you fast, don't be like the hypocrites. Now, now, boy, that's a strong word today, isn't it? How many of us, how many of us know hypocrites? How many of us are hypocrites? How many of us are living 100% what we claim we live? So if we're claiming something that we're not, we're advertising something that we don't got, I'm going to ask for a show of hands again after we've cleared our consciences. It's easy for us to look at the other guy and say, man, you got a speck in your eye. Let me get that speck out of there. Wait, I can't get around because that two before is in mine. <laughs> the, not me. Don't we do that? The, not me. I'm good. I had a lady the other day, lost as a goose, tell me, say, me and Jesus, we got our own thing going. Yeah, you do. You sure do. You and Jesus got your own deal going, got your own deal worked out. It's called a place in, in, in outer darkness. What? Don't say that. I'm, I'm a good person. Whew. Talk about the wrong thing to say. about the wrong thing jesus didn't save us to be good he saved us to make us alive more people more people in 2020 spent too much time dying dead while living worrying about dying preventing ourselves from living how much did we miss this year that we could have went, even within the guidelines that the government was putting on us, how much did we opt to miss and, and how much did we miss out? And, and we miss being with brothers and sisters, talking with brothers and sisters. Hey, I get it. I get it. You, we, we got a social distance. I get that. But hey, we've got phones and these phones got cameras on them. And I know that because somebody saw the inside of my back pocket the other day for about 10 minutes before they started yelling on the phone. Hey! Isn't it funny how we can talk to and be with who we want to? So 2020 revealed some things, didn't it? Revealed our hearts, didn't it? But we're defiers. Let's go on. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. So that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. The verse for 2020 is right here in front of us. For where your treasure is. Everybody say treasure. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be. What do you treasure? You see, we can, we can have a relationship with our church and not with Jesus Christ. But we cannot have a relationship with Jesus Christ and not with His bride or the church. A lot of people want to go to church, but they don't want to be the church. Oh, I, uh, that's another one. That, but we're defiers, right? Where your treasure is, 
there your heart will be also. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. And therefore, if therefore that light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Let me ask you a question. We can figure it out mathematically if if you're willing to. You can get a little clicker on your phone. Are you more negative than positive? If I, if I were to come up to you and say, you, you are a negative person, is your first response going to be, no, I'm not? Are we more negative than positive? Is the light of our is the light in us is is it light or darkness? You see, we've got a great reward right ahead of us. Jesus, our Lord and Savior, is coming. Maybe before years in, depending on what things happen in the in the Middle East. Oh, we forgot about that. Eleven more eleven more nations are ready to sign a peace deal with Israel. What did Matthew 24 say? When you see the the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet and and that son of perdition standing in the the temple declaring declaring himself to be God, there's not a temple right now. But when these nations say, yeah, guess what there can be? In six months, they they can be having temple worship in Jerusalem on Temple Mount. It's in there. It's in there. Okay. No one can serve two masters. Oh, and I know that I know that he says for either you'll serve no one can serve will hate the one and love the other or else he'll He'll be loyal to the one and despise the other. And he says, no one can serve God and money. But you know what else? No one can serve God and yourself either. We always want to break this down to money. It's not about your money. It's not about your money. It's about your heart. Remember, he just told us to lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven. Who sits? Remember what we asked on Wednesday night? Who sits on the throne of your life? Me? Or him? He paid for us with a price, did he not? Are we not bought with a price? And if I'm bought with a price, then I am not my own, as the Apostle Paul said, right? I'm not my own, for he purchased me. He redeemed me when Satan had me bound. He redeemed me. He bought me back from the slave market of this world. And if I'm redeemed, then I'm no longer my own. The Apostle Paul would get, so, would get so drastic that he would say that I'm a bondservant. I was a slave to sin, but Jesus bought me back and now he, he set me free, but I want to be his slave because he is a loving master. Isn't it amazing? 2020 has revealed some things, hasn't it? We, we, you know, it's easy for us to, you know, and I posted a post that uh, uh, um, 
one of Ashley's friends sent us, and I posted it this, this week, and if you haven't checked it out, check it out. It'll help you, because we went into 2020 with such expectations, and then all of a sudden, it, so everything took a left turn. But God knew. God knew where we were going. Interrupted plans. And we've had them. We, we couldn't do our outreaches. We couldn't do our first Fridays. Couldn't the, My favorite first Friday, the light parade. I love that one. I love this time of year. It, this is the only time of year when a jolly fat guy can catch a break. This is my season, man. I rock it. Woo! Missed the light parade. Missed, missed throwing the, the suckers and the candies and hitting the reporters in the head. With, I didn't mean to, but missed it. Man, next year we'll do it upright, okay? You know what I thought? I thought about, you know, they're going to social distance anyway. We could still get the trailer. We could get the truck. We could, we could go out and throw candy at people, but I think it would be an assault if we weren't doing it in the parade. I just, I wanted to do it so bad. I, did, I, did I not tell you we could do that? If you've never been in, in our, one of our parades, either in the summer or at the, man, we, we, we do, we have a blast. Because as Christians, we can have fun. We can have fun because our hearts are clear. There's nothing standing between us and the Lord. Do you know, do you know well, the one thing, the biggest party pooper that, that, that we have in this world is somebody invites you to a party, what's the first thing you do? Well, so-and-so going to be there? You know, as a, as a believer in Christ, you know what, I don't care if they're there or not. Because I've got this joy in my heart. You say, well, you don't know what they've done to me. You don't know. You just don't know how what happened. You don't know what conspired. You know what? As long as you're holding on to that, you're their slave. You say, well, you've never had anybody do me wrong. You want to bet? Don't, don't, don't lay odds. Well, you've just never had anybody cheat you. Really? Seriously? Well, you've never had anybody show partiality to you to, against you. you. Really? You know, the Bible tells us that there is no temptation overtaking you such as is common to man. We, we, need to, we need to just suck it up, sister, brother. We need to just suck it up and realize that everything that you're going through, we've gone through too. And let, let's get together and compare stories and get along and forget it and praise Jesus. It's only going to hold you back. When we have a grudge, when we have bitterness in our heart, bitterness is an acid that eats the container that holds it. That's why the writer of Hebrews says, don't let a root of bitterness spring up. Get it out. Get it out. You want to you find hope in, in this season, in this, in this time? You want to find hope? Go out and find somebody that did you wrong. Say, man, I love you. You know, listen, we, we may have had an issue, but I love you. And, and, and if I can help you in any way, 
Now, don't give them the litmus test of, well, you know, you, when we were in the fourth grade, you kicked my dog and I ain't never forgot it. My brother did that. I had a dog. He was my dog. I'm seven years older than my brother. And that dog, man, he was my dog until my brother come along. And then my dog changed horses in the middle of the race. He went to liking him. I mean, what in the world's that all about? I thought you were man's best friend. Dogs do that. Dogs do that. They bought they bought Vanessa they bought Vanessa a dog, and this is one thing that I'm taking out of 2020 with me. They bought Vanessa a dog. Now I'm a dog person. I I, I love dogs. They love me. And they brought, they brought this little guy home, and, and he was just about that big. He was squirming all over the place. Bought him for her, but he wouldn't have anything to do with her. And he jumped right up into my lap. From the time you guys got him out the car, he jumped into my lap. And I'm telling you what, I went through a time, and I mean, it was a difficult time. I had a man that I was working for at that time that was willing to go further to fire me than I was to stay. If you wanted to lie on me and fire me, you wanted to tell, you wanted to write re false reports, and you want to do that, that that's fine. I'm, I'm not going to lower myself to your level. And I would come home, and that little, that little guy would jump up in my lap and start licking me in the face. And he refused to let me be sad. They were flying me out to New York, and I had to go do an audit. For, and, and they were flying me out to New York, and I said, "Hey, buddy," I said, "You can uh, fit in my, in my carry-on." I've got a picture of him somewhere in my in my carry-on, just his little shelty head sticking up out of the bag in my carry-on. He would have went. He was my boy. He was my boy. This year, I had to say goodbye to him. And it was hard. I always wonder, and I don't want to make you cry, but I always wonder, did he think I was as good a friend to him as he was to me? Because I'm going to tell you, that little fella saved me. I had a guy ask me this week, do dogs go to heaven? And I've had people ask me this. I don't know. I, I, I know that they, they are kind souls. Who knows, but in heaven, there may be an angel come along and say, you know what, in, on earth you knew me as, that's just my thought, in, on earth you knew me as Peyton. On earth you, you knew me as Petey. On earth you knew me as Lady. Who knows, but I know God knows exactly what we need and when we need it, don't you? God knows exactly what we need and when we need it. That's one of the things that 2020 took from me this year. And, and, I, and, and when we get to heaven, I can't, I can't but help to think that there's, there, at least I'll thank God for a kind soul that saw me over a rough, rough patch. 2020 took away, took away our false bravado. I don't have to be tough. 
Sometimes just living is tough enough. I don't have to pretend I've got all the answers because I serve one who does. I don't have to act like I've got it all together because nobody saw this coming and nobody could prepare for this. But Jesus did. In the 70s, we used to, there was a song that said, put your hand in the hand of the man. Remember the song? Put your hand in the hand of the man who walked on water. Put your hand in the hand of the man from Galilee. Isn't it amazing? In the 70s, we were coming, we were, we were ending up on, in the Vietnam War. We had to, we had to, we were, we were, we were running out of Vietnam with our tails tucked between our legs. The worst, the worst conflict we ever got into. We, we were in an arm, we were in a battle that we would not, we decided we could not win. We just wanted to fight to a draw. And the enemy, our enemy said, we're going to win. Let me just tell you something. We are in a battle in 2020. You better make up your mind that you're on the winning side. Don't fight to a draw because the devil will draw you out and beat you down. We're going to win this. We're in it to win it. But aren't you glad that when Jesus, just before he, on the cross, just before he said, he, he said, it is finished. Just before he died and bowed his head, he said, into thy hands I commit my spirit. He said, it is finished. Your victory was won over 2,000 years ago on the hill we call Golgotha. Believe in him. Believe in him. You know why it's important for us to believe? Because Jesus said to all who believe, he gave the power to become sons, and I'm going to add daughters of God. If you believe, He said, I don't know if I can believe that. You believe a lot of stuff that you don't know you can believe. You believe a lot of stuff. If we go back to the, if we go back to the, to the 1900s and 1903 and 1904, they thought that if a man traveled faster than 40 miles an hour, his heart would explode. I've got on my old phone somewhere tucked at home, somewhere somewhere over Georgia at an altitude of 35,740 feet, 648 miles an hour. On my phone, I just turned on the little GPS because it had an altimeter and a speed. I wanted to know about where we were at because it was you know, dark and you couldn't see out the windows, you know. Do you know what makes your heart explode? Trying to carry everybody else's burden. Trying to keep a ledger of everybody else's wrong. Trying to keep, trying to keep track of, of everything that everybody has ever said or done to you so that you know, you, well, I can't trust them. I can't trust them. Better not trust them again. That's not what 1 Corinthians 13 tells us to do. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter, tells us that love keeps no record of wrong. No record. Whoa, wait a minute. If I don't keep any record of wrong, then what do I do? 
You love. If I don't keep score when it comes to the, when it comes to, to to God's children, and you know what you say, well, I do. You just can't trust some people. I, I, when when I hear somebody say you can't trust some people, you know the thing that I the thing that comes back to my mind is is you know there was a time when I wasn't trustworthy. There was a time when only Jesus believed in me. You say, well, people will treat you wrong. They treated Jesus wrong. Aren't you glad he didn't quit? They spit in his face. Aren't you glad that he didn't say, that's it, I'm done. I I didn't sign up for this, Father. Bring me up. What if Jesus would have taken that attitude with us? You know, in 2020, we've had time to think things over. We've had time to ponder. In Luke chapter 2, when the angel, when the angel talked to Mary, it, it said she kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. You know, it's time we do some pondering of the Word of God. Amen? In 2020, we should have already been pondering. We should have already been looking at the things that God has told us in the past. We should be looking at what He's telling us that's forthcoming. We should be knowing that the instructions, basic instruction before leaving earth, are here. One time I did an experiment. As a young preacher, you do all kinds of crazy things. I just thought, I just assumed, all right? I just assumed that everybody was reading their Bible. And I was preaching, you know, and it was, in the, it was out at the old Packerton Church. I was preaching, and I came down off the platform for whatever reason, because back then you had to stay behind, you know, you had this, this room, you had to stay behind, you know, I get a little leeway here. Uh, but... I came down off the platform and I went right to the, and, and the guy was like a, like a trustee or a deacon in the church. And so, and I was just going to prove a point. And I thought, well, I could depend on, you know. And so I went down off there and I said, what were you reading yesterday in the word of God? You know. Crickets. What did you read yesterday? What did God tell you yesterday? Look at me, and, and and you know you know when you get you, you know when you get somebody that's getting aggravated at you and ticked at you. Now now, now trust me, I'm, I'm matured a little bit. Too. I think I'm not going to ask. But God wants to know what He told you yesterday. God had a message for you yesterday. Did you get it? In 2020. Have you been listening to the talking heads? I'm not, not saying the scriptures. Have you been listening to more of your internet, more of your phone, more of your... Or have you been listening to Jesus saying, peace be still, I've got this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to scare some of you. Through the gift of discerning of spirits. You can look at people's countenance and tell what they've been digesting and ingesting. <laughs> Remember when Cain slew Abel? Yeah, that's, the Lord came to him and he says, why is your countenance fallen? Why is your countenance, why, why, if why has your demeanor changed? Why are you all of a sudden getting negative? If you do good, won't you be accepted? 
I'm paraphrasing. If you serve the Lord, won't you be accepted? You just got to make up your mind. I'm going to serve him. Forsaking all others, trust him, right? I'm going to serve Jesus. There is no need to go through our days blind. There is no need to bumble from, from pillar to post. Because if thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, we will see the obstacles. We'll see the roadblocks. You want to be a defier? How many of you remember the story of Daniel and, and the three Hebrew children? Right? When the Babylonians came in and t- took over. The Babylonians, different form of government, took the best of the best and rounded them up and said, we are going to make these young men princes and, and, and show that we can turn anybody into a, into a Babylonian prince. Why is it that we only hear of four when there were dozens? These are the things that I ponder. Why is it that we only hear Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Daniel? They only captured four people? (laughs) That would be a small invasion, wouldn't it? (coughs) We're coming in with our invading forces and we're going to capture four people! See, when you think about it, it it doesn't make sense. Where were the other guys? Nebuchadnezzar said, we're going we're to put a statue out there. And when you hear the, the sounds of the trumpets and the harps and the psalters and the lyres and, you, and the drums, when you hear this all going, every knee has to bow, every person has to wear a mask. And oh, oh. When you hear the sound of the trumpet, you gotta, and you hear the sound of the psalteries and the harps and the lyres and the, and, and the drums, every person can only have five people for Thanksgiving. But old Nebuchadnezzar can have a house full. And you just wait, because one of these days, Belshazzar, I'm gonna, you're going to have a house full, and you're going to see the hand of a man. And it's going to be right in on the wall, in the concrete, in the drywall, in the mud. Mine, mine, tiko, you farsen, meaning that you've been weighed in the balance and been found wanting. So let's focus on the, let's focus on the three. He said, if you don't bow, I'm going to throw you into the fiery furnace. Anybody, anybody feeling it getting hot? You know, are we feeling the heat of this of this pandemic or are you feeling the, the stress and and it starts to get hot in here? You, people hot underneath the collar and they're getting all and all of a sudden and all of a sudden, you, you know, the, oh, here they come and they say, well, we're going to have to shut down the churches and we're going to have to do this and we're going to have to, you know, you can't even do this in your home. You can't do this in your you know what? This is not the, this is not the America that 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 was part of that Constitution, that document that was written and signed in 1776 this is not that America because the most important thing to them was freedom of speech and the government the Congress shall make no laws with the regarding of a religion or establishment thereof a free exercise thereof 
We fled that garbage. I thank God for people like John MacArthur. He said, bring it. You bring it. You just bring it. My God's bigger than you. My God's more powerful than you. My, God, my God's got this. You want to you you mess around with our God? You're going to stand before him one day, and he's going, to, he's going to ask you to your face, why was you picking on my son? You're going through something right now. The Lord's going to, you're going to, they're going to stand those people that are persecuting you. If you don't take vengeance, because vengeance is mine, says the Lord. If you let it go and let God. One of these days, those people who are causing you grief are going to stand before our Lord and God and our King. And he's going to say, hey, this, this is my son. Why were you picking on him? Why did you, why did you try to get him fired? Why did you lie on him? Why did you tell this on him? Why did you do this? Now, if you're holding a grudge, and every time a certain individual's name is mentioned, you get mad and your hackles get all up, and it's in your heart and you can't get it out, then you're holding vengeance, and God can't do anything on that. You just have to work that out on your own. But if you want to sleep good tonight, you just say, hey, God, you know what I'm dealing with. You know, as a matter of fact, we'll open these altars up. If you've got somebody that comes to mind, whenever their name comes up, they've got an they've got anchor in your heart. They've got a stake in your heart, and you need to get that thing pulled out so you can begin to live, and you can begin to look up in the last part of 2020 and say, you know what? I'm going to serve my Lord. I don't care what the world says. No man can serve two masters. You either serve, you'll be loyal to the one and despise the other. You can't serve God and mammon or money, and you can't serve God and self. Who's on the throne? Okay? Therefore, I say to you, don't worry about your life. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. You'd be like when the CDs first came out. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. These words should be in red in your Bible. If Jesus is telling you, don't worry about your life, what are we going to say when we stand before him? Yeah, but, yeah, but Lord, I, but Lord, I, who has counted our days and numbered them? Not me. I get up in the morning, and if I'm, if I'm still here and Vanessa's still beside me, I'm like, thank you, Jesus. We go to bed last night, and Willow's laying on top of my head, and Vanessa's beside me, I'm, thank you, Jesus. Therefore, I say to you, don't worry about your life. And what you'll eat or what you'll drink. Or about your body. Where's that virus hitting? Do we believe Jesus or not? Are we defiers or deniers? See, I know some people that they want to believe the Word of God, 
But the traditions of men are telling them that, you know what, we can say yes to Jesus and we can do all the good things and all the, but when we stand before him, he can still reject us because we may not have been in the elect. Yet Romans 10, 13 says, the, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You can worry. I just want to be a whosoever. And if you're a whosoever, it takes away the doubt and the questions that have been dropped into our hearts by men. We carry a lot in our heart, don't we? We carry a lot in our heart. You know, it's not just enough to become a good person. Sorry. You can go around doing all the good that you ever want to do and you're still not going to get to heaven because there hasn't been a heart transplant. The stony heart that, that was in us has not been taken out. Jesus said, if evil men know how to give good gifts to their sons, how much more does the Father in heaven? So if he's calling men evil and they're giving, doing good, then I'm thinking that it's not about being good. Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people lie, live. What you put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap and gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? Hmm. So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field which is today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven will he not much more clothe you? And here comes a place where Jesus is not allowed to speak today. Oh ye of little faith. Do we have little faith? Do we have misdirected faith? Do we have no faith? O oh, ye of little faith. Verse 31. Therefore, don't worry a whole lot. Therefore, don't overworry or worry over. He, Jesus, Jesus said it. If I'm connected to Him, if I'm surrendered to Him, Jesus is saying, and I can put, we can put our names right there. Remember what Pastor Glenn does. Therefore, JC, do not worry. Saying, what shall we eat and what shall we drink or what shall we wear? Forty years ago, I, I gave up the right to what I'm going to wear. Because every time I pick something, you really want to wear that? I just, I just say, hey, what am I wearing today? Right? I've got the eating thing down too, guys. I did it this week. Vanessa, I want to take you someplace special. Can you guess where it is? 
And she did. She said, is it? I mean, How did you know? And there we went. Only took 40 years. I'm figuring it out. You know, I told you I, was, you know, I might be a slow learner or something. I don't know. At least this time, I, at least this time, the bruises will have time to heal by Wednesday, because normally when she's back there, she has to listen to it on, on the on the on the broadcast, and, and then it's a delayed reaction for me, and I and I'm like I'm like a man on death row, you know. And she when she yells JC, and it's like dead men walking, dead man walking. I'm, just, I'm going into her into her into her room, dead men walking. For after all these things, the lost lost gentiles lost he was talking to the house he was talking to the house of israel and he said after all these things the the lost or the pagans seek but jc your heavenly father knows that you need all these things when we turn the bible personal when we allow the light of the bible to shine on us when it's not thee, not me, you see, a lot of people look in the Bible trying to pick out, pick out somebody else's fault and somebody else's sin. But when we turn the Bible into a personal light for us, you want the Bible to be a light into your path and a lamp into your feet or vice versa. You want that to happen, then you read it like this. He says, JC, your heavenly father knows what you, you need all these things. Right? And he says, J.C., if you'll seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And most of these things will be added to you. Why do we worry? Who are we listening to? One day we did an experiment when we were youth pastors. We did an experiment, and Ashley was about the size the willow is now, and we were we were teen pastors, and we took all the seats, and we we unhooked them and ranged them in different, and 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 and, and I said uh, I said now you guys just go about talking, do what you want, but watch over here, and we blindfolded Ashley and set her in the back, and she had like ten rows to go. Now, they had set seats in the middle. Now, once we started, she, they couldn't move the seats. But you couldn't walk straight from her to me. And, and I said, and, and so we had a contest. And so some of the teenagers were trying to tell their, they picked somebody and they blindfolded them. And I just picked Ashley. I said, okay, Ashley. I said, whoever gets to this side first wins. And I said, all right. Take one step right. And they were like, right, 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 left, 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 right, right. And I said, Ashley, take one step left. Now take a step right. Take a step forward. Take a step right. And they didn't even clear two rows. And Ashley was standing, giving daddy a hug. They said, how did you do that? They said, no, they were given directions too. Everybody's been given directions. Oh, they were given specific directions. Yes. 
They ask, they ask how did you do that? They, these teenagers and these smart alecks ask Ashley, how did you do that? And she said, I just listened to my daddy. You want to get home? All you got to do is listen to your heavenly father. You know when we fall and when we trip and when we run into obstacles, it's because some other voice is crying out and trying to confuse us. But our God is not the author of confusion. And if we'll focus on him and we'll focus on his word, we'll never trip up. We can defy the odds. Amen? How did you do that? I just listened to my daddy. When we get to heaven, there are going to be people around us that are going to say, how did you make it? There are going to be people who will be surprised that some of us made it. <laughs> how did you make it? I just listened to my father. Can I exhort you today? You want hope today? You want hope in 2020, going out of 2020 with hope? You want hope today? Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. My sheep hear my voice, and another they will not follow. Do you know the voice of the shepherd today? Follow the shepherd. Listen intently to him, and he'll lead us safely home. Amen. We're defiers today. Oh. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. I got a problem with that one. I got so much going on tomorrow. What am I going to? I may never get to tomorrow. I may, I may get home tonight. We may finished decorations at home and we may put the lights up at home and they may come on and before I see them go off the Lord may call me away and, and, I, and I worried about nothing. You know it's not comfortable being around someone that worries all the time. It's not uplifting being around someone that worries all the time. It's great when you don't have to worry. Isn't it great in the body of Christ when you can let your guard down and you don't have to worry and I don't have to worry about what's going on over at the plant today. They got, it, they got it in control. I, I, when I go in there in the morning and I clock in, I'll be, working, I'll be worrying about it then. But I ain't going to worry about it today. I ain't going to worry about what happened yesterday. Yesterday is dead and gone. I'm going to worry about you wonderful people in front of me today and those of you on the broadcast. Because when I see you, I see people that are made in the image of God. And I see people that this year has touched some in a bad way, some in a good way. I see people that have drawn closer to the Lord. Uh, but by and large, in that crowd, I call them the defiers. Defying the odds, they remain steadfast. Your whole message this year, steadfast. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Steadfast. Jesus said, he who endures to the end shall be saved. 
It's not a sprint. The only one, the only one that was a sprint was the thief on the cross. And his was a sprint, and he was, he was in paradise. For the rest of us, we came to know the Lord at various stages in our lives, and for some of us, it's been a, a long road. And for some of us, there's still a lot of road left. We don't know where the end of the road is. And so we have to run the race, the Apostle Paul said, in such a way that we might obtain the prize. What's the prize? To be in heaven with Jesus. To be with Him for eternity. That is the prize. Amen? Jesus talking to His disciples here and He, he was telling them that they're, they're going to go through tough times. I think 2020 would confirm that. Job 14, 1 through 5 said, Man who is born of a woman is a, full day, is, is a few days and full of trouble. He comes forth like the foul flower and fades away. He, he flees like the shadow do, and does not continue. And, and do you open your eyes to, on such a one and bring me to judgment with yourself? Who can bring a clean thing out of the unclean? No one. If we're messed up inside and we're holding and we're holding we're holding bitterness and we're holding on to grudges and we're holding we can't clean it up ourselves. I want to tell you that right now. You can't get rid of that by yourself. You need someone outside of you, above you, to help get that out and to take that root of bitterness out of you. It's Jesus Christ. Since his days are determined, the number of his months is with you. You have appointed his limits so that he cannot pass. We believe the words of the Apostle Paul at Rome, to the church at Rome. Romans 10, verses 11 through 13. It says, For the Scripture says, Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is... is is over all, is rich to all who call upon Him, for whoever calls upon the name of the Lord. What? Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved? Now the question is, have we called upon the name of the Lord? Are we using him as a life vest in the middle of the ocean? Are we trusting in him like a parachute in a, in a, in a, a spiraling plane? Or is he the spare tire in the trunk? You see, if we've just added Jesus as another part of our life, then we're not trusting in him. But if I'm dependent on him, like I depended on a life jacket, in the middle of the ocean then he's going to save me either he's lord of all or he's not lord at all amen <sighs> this provides us with a great deal of comfort that it's not afforded to some of our friends that for we know that having confessed the lord jesus and placing our earnest confidence in him in his finished work we shall be saved. 
Knowing this, then, we can reiterate Philippians 1 and 21. For to me, now I can't say this for everybody. I'd like to be able to say it to ever, for everybody. I would like to be able to, you know, be like the people in, in, in Philadelphia and vote for you, but I can't. For to me, to live is Christ. If I'm going to live, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to be living for Christ. Everything is going to point to Jesus Christ. <laughs> we don't have a big generator out in the back. All these lights and all this technology, some of it worked this morning, some of it didn't. We don't think that, we don't think that just, that just magically by osmosis this building got lit up this morning, do we? Why do we make the mistake of thinking that some people are just blessed of their own accord? I mean, we we got a we got a we got a contract with 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 Nipsco. We turn on the lights, we pay the bill. That's supposed to be the way it goes, right? You, you you turn on the lights, you pay the bill. You don't turn on the lights, you still get the bill. <laughs> Sometimes. We know that nothing works in and of itself. There's no such thing as, as osmosis. If I'm blessed, it's because of Him. And if I'm blessed because of Him, then I'm going to tell the nature and the root and the reason for my being blessed. Now, today we've talked about the defiers. The defiers. It defies all reason for people not to be scared in a worldwide pandemic. Doesn't it? The Bible's still true, right? Psalm 103 tells us what? I am the God that heals most of your diseases. Really? Really? If we, if we say that and we believe that, why aren't we living that? If he's Jehovah Jireh and we say that and we, and, we, and we believe that, why aren't we living it? See, there's a difference in believing and doing. That's the difference between having Jesus as a spare tire or having him as a life preserver. Or a parachute. In ending today, all our hope is in Jesus. Is Jesus in you? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We give you all the honor, all the glory. Lord, it all belongs to you. Lord, we're nothing without you. You provided us with the electricity to make our hearts beat today. You provided us with the oxygen to fill our lungs today. You provided us with your wonderful sunshine. You provided us with wonderful people to surround us. Lord, we give our lives to you today. We're fully dependent upon you today, Lord Jesus. Lord, we thank you 
that you called us out of the darkness and into your marvelous light. Thank you, Jesus. We no longer have to stumble and grope in the darkness. For your word is a light into my path and a lamp into my feet. If we can see you guiding and directing and leading, we can see you persevering. And just like you did so many years ago for the children of Israel wandering for 40 years through the desert, the only thing that delayed their arrival them was them Lord may you find us yielded into your hands today may you find us submitted to your will and your way so that our arrival would not be delayed while you teach us while you teach us Holy Spirit we ask today that you would show us your way that we might not sin against you. Show us your way. Deliver us from this year of uncertainty. As you did so many years ago for this old preacher, you lifted me out of the miry clay and you set my feet upon the rock. And Lord, we ask you today, for your church and your bride, do the same thing. light our path and give us the will to follow. And it's in your blessed name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen, Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to us here at the River, you can email us at study at riverwc, all one word, dot org. Again, that's email to study at riverwc.org. God bless you.